Hello, and welcome to Reflections, five-minute encouraging biblical stories. The last episode wrapped up Psalm 86. The psalmist here was asking God to teach him and helping him to walk in God's truth, uniting his heart to fear God's name. This led us to talk about, are we asking God to teach us in our daily lives? Recognizing our finite knowledge that God knows a great deal more, and that only through him will we be able to know the path that we are to walk in life, the path of truth. Are we asking not only to learn more about God, but also his truth, and to grow in that? Instead of letting doubt and personal desires rule or have any part in our life, are we asking for God to unite our heart with his? I know these are things that I want to be true in my life, but I don't always ask for or find it hard to follow in the middle of the shiny and seemingly wonderful things of this world. The psalmist in the next verse tells us that he will praise God with his whole heart and glorify his name forever. The reason God's mercy is great toward him and God has delivered his soul from the lowest hell. Has God delivered your soul from the lowest hell and given you mercy you did not desire? In gratefulness, like the psalmist, are you and I recognizing this fact and thanking him? I know I certainly take his goodness for granted on occasions, so this is a great reminder of his truly amazing love and mercy for me. The psalmist then told us about the proud coming against him, but instead of bringing a request to God about them or taking matters into his own hands, we see something very different. The psalmist lists the characteristics of our Father, full of compassion, gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. When we are up against mean people or difficult circumstances, are we taking time to remember these characteristics of our Father, and then asking God to help and know that He will, and He will comfort us? With that recap, let's jump into Psalm 87 and see what we can learn. Psalm 87, 1. His foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of thee, O city of God, Selah. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistia and Tyre with Ethiopia. This man was born there, and of Zion it shall be said, This and that man was born in her, and the highest himself shall establish her. The Lord shall count, when he writeth up the people, that this man was born there, Selah. As well the singers and the players on instruments shall be there. All my springs are in thee. Well, this is a slight change from the chapter before. Here we learn that the foundations of our Father are in the holy mountains. To me, this brings a picture to mind of a fortress or castle high up in the mountains, a formidable presence towering over the land below and around, securely protecting the inhabitants and immovable matter the storm or force that comes against it. The psalmist then tells us that there are magnificent and splendid things being talked about our father and his superb city. If we recall, Rahab was the person in Jericho who hid the spies before the walls came tumbling down and the city destroyed. Babylon and the Philistines were constantly in battle with Israel, so it would seem that the verses here are going to mention those instances as a way of recognizing God's power to overcome these nations in the end, and provide for his people. The second to last verse mentions that God counts as he writes up the people. I wonder if this is in reflection of the number of people who Jesus paid the price for their sin, or if this counting is referring to something else. Because curiosity and the cat were friends, 
I looked up a commentary on this verse from Charles Spurgeon. He mentions that in this verse, based on the context of the verses before, mentioning that man was born there, and then again in this verse, it's referring to citizenship, birthright being declared and recorded by God. It is he who registers the people who are written in his book. What a blessing to be called his child and to be part of his kingdom through citizenship. Something to look forward to, and as the psalmist ends this chapter, something to sing and play about, giving us life like the springs of flowing water give life, refreshment, and goodness in a dry land. We too are given hope and a purpose to live for in our lives. Are we recognizing this hope and taking joy in it throughout our day? Join me in the next episode to see what we can learn from Psalm 88.